Welcome to the Growing in Love for Life podcast, where it's all about saving and strengthening your marriage and creating the relationship you really deserve and want to have. And now, from growinginloveforlife.com, relationship and marriage coach and best-selling author, your host, Liam Naden. This is episode three of the Growing in Love for Life podcast. Hi everyone, Liam Naden here. Welcome to this episode. And in this session, what we're going to talk about is something that if you're considering getting separated or divorced or ending your marriage, I think you're going to find this pretty interesting. Because what we're going to really talk about is what is a divorce really going to cost you? And you know, while it's a huge decision for most people, it's it's really one of the most the biggest decisions we'll ever make in our life to end end our marriage, very few people really realize the true cost of ending their marriage. Now obviously there's a financial cost but there are lots of other costs as well that in some cases in many cases are actually much greater than the financial cost. And what I really want to cover in this in this podcast is helping you see in your situation really clearly all the consequences of you ending your marriage. So I'm not saying you shouldn't end your marriage and I'm not saying you should but I just want to help you get really clear and get as much information as possible. Because most, as I said, most people don't consider these factors, and I've wondered why, why is it that most people really don't think through all of, the, all of the consequences of ending their marriage? And I think there are two main reasons. Firstly, they simply don't know what all of the consequences are going to be. And unfortunately, I think it's one of these things that unless you've actually been through a divorce, you can't really appreciate the toll it's going to take on your life. And it is going to be a big toll on your life if you go through a divorce. Now, fortunately, fortunately I have myself uh, been through it. And I obviously know a lot of other people who have. So that's what I, what I want to do is, if you like, help you to see from the other side what the picture is going to look like of your life if you were to get a divorce. So that's the first thing. Most people just simply don't know what all the costs are. But the other thing is that if you're considering getting a divorce or ending your marriage, it's a very emotional time, isn't it? I'm sure you'll agree with that. There's, hu- there's going to be huge pressures on you. You're probably feeling tired, very stressed. So it's really the worst time to try to think clearly and logically about and and to make such a big decision. So as I've said, the purpose of this podcast is to show you what what the financial and other costs are and to help you really see what you could expect so that you could make the most informed decision about whether or not you really should go ahead with ending your marriage. You know, a lot of people, in fact most people, say to me who've been through a divorce, who've decided to end their marriage, if I'd only known what it was really going to do to my life, I probably would have put a bit more effort into trying to save my marriage first. And that's obviously another thing that I would really, another message of this podcast is maybe there's something else you can do. Maybe there's a bit more you can do. Maybe there's just, maybe you're just one step away from finding the right information that's really going to help you save your marriage, that's going to help you avoid going through the the wrench of a divorce. Also, to help you with this process, I've actually prepared a special worksheet. So you can actually download this from our blog, which is at uh, liamnaden.com. 
you'll see it there listed under the podcast, episode 3. And you can download and print off this worksheet and it'll help you go step by step through some of the things that we're talking about in this podcast and applying it to your own situation. So whether you want to pause this podcast now and pause this recording now and download it or do it later, just go to liamnaden.com and look for the download. You'll find it very useful. Okay, so let's start looking at some of the costs of a divorce and seeing how it's going to apply to you. Now the first major cost, of course, and the one that everybody thinks of first, the most obvious one, is the financial cost. But there's a bit more to it than you probably think. But there's no doubt that getting a divorce is going to have a huge impact on your financial position. And in fact, surveys have been done that showed the one thing that is going to have more of an impact on whether you achieve financial independence or wealth in your life is divorce. It's the biggest negative impact. It's the biggest thing that stops people from achieving long-term financial wealth. That's what surveys have shown. And no matter what you think or what you're expecting, the financial cost is going to be bigger than you think in a divorce. Now, why is that? Well, things, you know, for the best will in the world, it is amazing what I've seen is that two people who have previously been the best of friends or certainly life partners, lovers, um, parents to children, you know, you think, how can those people turn from that to being bitter enemies? But it does happen all the time. And no matter how smoothly you think things are going to go in your relationship or ending your marriage, and no matter how much you and your spouse say you're committed to, to it being easy and simple and stress-free, the reality is that it's not going to be, and you need to be prepared for that. And the reason I say it's not going to be amicable is because the problem is that for the first time in your relationship with your spouse, the two of you are not going to be on the same side. And whereas from the perspective before you end a marriage, you can see that you're going to work together for the best of everybody. The reality is that after you go through the end of a marriage, you are simply on opposite sides. And it's very difficult to imagine that beforehand, but that's what happens. That's the reality. You're no longer on each other's side. You're, you're all of a sudden on your own side, and your spouse is on their own side. So that's why far more often than not there is conflict. And in fact, if there isn't conflict... Usually what I've seen is the reason for that is one partner, or one, one of the two people, is prepared to compromise totally on their position. So you need to ask yourself, are you, are you willing to do that? And you might think you are, but you might, it, but you might turn out to, that you change your mind later, and I don't think you should compromise. So there is going to be some conflict, and you need to expect that. So given that there's going to be a bit of conflict, what are the costs in what are the costs that you can expect when you end your marriage? Well, firstly, there's legal costs. Now, these can rack up really quickly. I don't know what lawyers charge in your part of the world, but here where I come from, it's upwards of $200 an hour. And the problem is when you're dealing with emotions and personal situations, things can get very complicated. And they can look simple from your perspective. And you can see, this is the solution to this problem. It's obvious. But the person on the other side is going to have a completely different picture, probably, of that situation. And they're going to want a different outcome. 
so trying to resolve problems when you've got two people on opposite sides is a lot more difficult than you might think. So, and if and if it gets to the, the stage where you have to take some of these disputes to court, you'll be astounded how the the the, um, the costs can rack up very very quickly. So, whatever you think your legal costs might be, and what I've put on the worksheet there is a space for you to to estimate what you think your legal costs might be in um, getting a divorce. But I su suggest you realistically might want to double it, just to be on the safe side. And you also need to think, you know, where is the money for these legal bills going to come from? And unless you've got a lot of cash in your bank account, which many people obviously don't have, you've got to think, well, where is it going to, you know, how am I going to pay for the legal costs? And usually, obviously, it comes from a sale of your assets. But, you know, when, once that starts to happen, of course, that's going to impact on your overall net worth as well. And that's the second area of costs in a divorce, which is the loss of your assets. And in, in a lot of places in the world, and certainly here in New Zealand where I come from, the law says you split everything 50-50. So you, you obviously want to check up what the situation, what the rules are in, in your country, because in some places it's a lot worse than that, particularly for um, the husband or the, the person who's not going to be looking after the children. So you're probably going to lose at least half of your net worth of what you've got. And if you have things such as a business, things can be even more complicated because then you have to do things like uh, come up with a valuation for the business and then say, well, if, for instance, if you want to buy your partner out of their half of the business, you know, how, how are you going to fund that? What, what impact is that going to have? And because of the loss of assets, divorce is probably going to mean for you a significant change in your lifestyle. So, for instance, if you're the one who's, pro who's going to be moving out, you know, you're going to have to find somewhere else to live. And chances are it's not going to be as good as the place you're living in at the moment. And you're going to have to make different financial arrangements for the children. Um, your income sources might be different. So there's lots of, there are lots of, or you might have to find a new income source. So there are going to be lots of impacts on, impact on your income as well and your expenses. So that's the loss of your assets. So as I've said, you might want to on the worksheet come up with a bit of a calculation on what you think a loss of your assets is, in dollar terms is actually going to mean for you. But the third area of financial impact that a divorce creates is actually replacing some of your assets. Because remember, you're now going not from just one home and one family place, but you're having to go to two. So a good rule of thumb is that anything you've only got one of at the moment, you're going to have to get another one of, and someone's going to have to pay for that. So the first cost, and a, and a major cost, particularly for the person who's leaving, is finding another place to live. But of course, not just you not just have to find another place to live, but you have to find all of those things to furnish the place that you're living in. So you're probably going to need to get some, some more furniture and things for the kitchen, you know, even just simple pots and pans for the kitchen. It, it, it's amazing how much the cost racks up. And little things like a vacuum cleaner. But even for the person who's moved out, 
you might have taken some of the things with you. The person staying might have to replace some things as well. So you can't just think, well, if my husband's going to move out and I'm going to stay, everything will be fine, because he will probably take some things with him in the divvy up that you do, the split up of your of your assets, uh, that means you're going to have to replace some things as well. So what I suggest you do, either on the worksheet or on a piece of paper, is to write down a few of the items that you would have to replace if you got divorced and what they're going to cost you and then come up with a, a bit of an overall figure for that. Okay, and the last major financial cost is payments to your spouse for them and your children. And obviously main, mainly we think of here, the most common situation is that the wife keeps the children and stays with them and then the husband has to make some sort of payments for the, the upkeep of either both the wife and the children or the children. So you need to check up again on what the rules are, what the laws are for your country. But you know, that this is going to come out of your income. This is going to be, if you're the one who's going to be paying something towards your ex-partner, your ex-wife or husband, you know, this is going to come out of your income. So it's not just that you're going to have higher living costs by having moved somewhere else and therefore paying rent or mortgage on a new property or whatever um, and having bought new new things for the for where you're living um, but you're also going to have a, a lower income because part of your money is going to be going to supporting your children so it's a good idea to write down what you think might be a bit of an estimate on what your monthly payments might be that are going out of your income so that's really a breakdown of the financial costs and you can see there are quite a few there so I hope that's given you an idea on what to really consider but there's actually quite a few other areas of cost as well that if you're thinking about ending your marriage you really need to consider and these actually as I said right at the beginning can have more than an impact more of an impact than the financial cost and one of the biggies if not the biggie is the emotional cost on your life and it, no matter how calm you think you are, no matter how prepared you are, no matter how, you know, maybe your marriage hasn't been working for some time and you've been preparing for a divorce for quite a while. Well, no matter how prepared you feel you are, a divorce is going to have a big emotional impact on you. And I can almost guarantee it's going to be far greater than you, than you think it is. And the reason for that is that literally your whole world is going to be changing. So everything that you now hold to be true in your life about your situation, about where you live, who you live with, your relationships, what you do, the people that you interact with, all of that's going to change. And what happens for most people is that it's almost like they're put out to sea and they have absolutely no reference points anymore for who they are. So it can be a hugely traumatic time. Now I'm not saying that it's not worth it. Sometimes it's worth it. You know, if you're in a really bad situation and you decide that you need to end the marriage for for your own sake, and in a future podcast I'm going to give you some ideas on how to decide, how to really get clear on whether ending your marriage is the right decision for you. You know, so often the emotional pain will be worth it, but there still will be a lot of emotional pain. And you might have to go through a huge amount to get to the happiness on the other side. And you'll look back and you'll realize it'll be worth it. But you also need to be aware that at the time that you're going to have to deal with all this emotional pain. 
So I'm, I'm speaking from personal experience here and what's happened to me and what I've seen happen to a lot of other people. But some of the areas where the emotional strain and change impacts on your life and can be in a very negative way, one is your decision-making ability and your ability to think clearly. You know, some people get very very depressed almost, very down, and, and, it all, and it's very, very difficult in that space when you're emotionally stressed to make good decisions. And depending on if you, for instance, if you have a business or a career or other areas of your life that rely on you making good decisions, it can really mess things up, things up in a big way. You know, your judgment can be clouded, and you can start to make stupid decisions. And some of the things that um, you can do, some of the impacts it may may have that I've seen it have on myself and on other people, is you might decide. If you own a business or you're in a particular job, you might decide to, that you need to end that. Now that might be totally the wrong decision, but it's as if you need to escape from your emotional situation. So one of the things you start to do is you say, right, I'm just going to sell up and I'm going to uh, forget my business. Or you might, if you employ people, you might start to fire the wrong people and, and make some bad decisions in your business. And what happens to people in very often you just cease being able on a lot of levels to function well when you're going through all this emotional stress. So if you own a business or if you, in your particular career, you might just not be very effective. And I've seen this happen so many times that people who have, they haven't, because of the uh, emotional stress of going through a, a divorce or a separation, they haven't been able to focus properly on their career or their business. And Recently I met a gentleman actually who, um, just to give you an example, he was going through a, or he'd just been through, was what was not a messy divorce at all. There were children involved, but he and his partner wife were pretty amicable. But even in that situation, he was a consultant for a large um, internet company. He had his own business doing very, very well. And he literally lost the plot with that, and he lost his business, and six months after Actually, it was a bit less than that. About four months after he separated from his wife, he his contract was terminated. Literally, his business was shut down because most of his business was, was as a consultant to this large company. Literally shut down overnight and purely because he hadn't been able to focus on doing what needed to be done. So he'd become very ineffective. And of course, that just meant the end of his business. And then he had to not only deal with rebuilding his emotional life, but deal, re rebuilding his financial life as well. So, you know, these things happen all the time, and you need to be prepared for the emotional upheaval. And ask yourself, how are you going to deal with it? And the other th sorts of things I see happen, people's health gets significantly affected by the emotional strain of ending a marriage. You know, people can develop addictions, drug addictions, alcohol addictions, that's quite common. But the other thing in terms of health is that people who are quite healthy, you, might, you know, maybe you're on an exercise, uh, you exercise regularly, you go to the gym and you eat pretty well, you've, you've got a routine going with your diet and your exercise. And often that can go out the window. People can stop that because, again, they just almost feel too emotionally stressed to uh, to keep that to maintain that that um, discipline. So I can't overstress the 
what an emo what the emotional impact is going to be on you if you decide to have a divorce. It's and it's something that people take often take years to get over. And you should expect that it's going to take you a lot of time to get over your divorce. Some people never get over it. You know, I talk to people who who were divorced 20 or 30 years ago and it's as if every third or fourth sentence they're making some reference to their their wife of 20 years ago or their divorce. It's amazing the impact it has, but it's because it's such an, a life-changing event for us. Now the third area that you need to consider about what a divorce is really going to cost you is the impact on your family. And I don't just mean the impact on your family, but the impact on you as a result of the changes that are going to occur in your family. Now the first thing that obviously comes to mind is our children. And, you know, personally, one of the hardest things that I've found when you get divorced and you have children, particularly if they're younger children or they're still living at home and living with you, is that you've got to accept that you're no longer going to be a part, a full part of their growing up, of their life. And that doesn't, you know, even if they're living right next door and you're seeing them whenever you want to, the reality is you're not going to be sharing in their life to the same degree that you do now. Because there's going to be at least some of the time when they're with your spouse, your wife, your husband, they're not with you. And, you know, as I said, it obviously depends on the age of the children. But if you've got children who are still at home, you know, you just need to, to realize that they're going to be having a lot of new milestones in their life. And you're not going to be always there to share those. You know, and they could be experiences that they have, new experiences the first time they do something. Or they could be achievements that they have. You know, they win a prize at school or in sport, or they do well in something, and they, you know, and that feeling when they come home and they're all excited, and the first time that they learn that they've done something, and the, their first excitement of something that they've achieved, and they share it with you, that's a magic moment. But it's not quite so magical when you're not the first person they share it with. So if you're not there, if you're not the parent that's at home and they come running in and share it, sharing it with you, and if you're divorced, you can't be there all the time, as I've said, then if you're not there to share that with them, you're going to get it a little bit, not quite, it's not going to have the same emotional impact on them when they share it with you, so it's not going to have the same emotional impact on you. No matter how much you try and be involved in their life, you are going to miss out on these things. You know, I can relate, to, just to tell you this personally, I can relate to this very much because when I separated from my first wife, I, my daughter was only seven. And up until that time, obviously, living there, I, I was experiencing all of the, the great new things that she was experiencing and learning about life. And, you know, I, I just know the pain it was for me not seeing her on a day-to-day -day basis because she stayed, to, stayed living with her mother. So I, I didn't see her first experiences of going to a new school or making new friends or doing well in a, in a subject at school, you know, g getting good grades in a, in a test and being excited about it or getting an award for some of the sports or the, the cultural activities she was involved in. So, you know, this is something that very few people think about, but when you're not there to share it with them all the time, 
that you're going to you're going to really miss out. So just think through how you're going to feel when you're not there every day to be with your children. And you know, it's a major consideration before you make the big step of having a divorce. Now obviously your children they're always still going to love you and this that's something that you know, no parent can ever take away from another parent even if they wanted to or nobody can take away from you. They are your children, they're going to love you. But it's still going to change the emotional relationship that you have with them. Now as well as the your children, of course, there are other element other people in your family. There's your your own parents. You know, what sort of an effect is your relationship with them? Is that going to change by you being separated and and divorced? Could well do. And of course, obviously, your spouse's parents, your relationship with them is going to change. And they're going to become part of the enemy camp as well. So, you know, you need to be a bit prepared for that. So that's all to do with family. Really, really important to think through these things and realize the impact it's going to have. Okay, so the, the last area I want to talk about, which is one that very few people think about as well, is the impact on your social life and your social circle. And I must admit this is something that I see it was the same for myself and for many people who I've talked to who've been through a divorce. It's something they had no idea about. It's something that they didn't consider at all. But it actually has a surprising effect on you. And the funny thing is about friends, for inexplicable reasons, there are lots of theories, but I haven't figured out exactly why, you're going to find your so social circle is going to change very quickly and in a, in a quite a strange, strange way, if that's the best way of putting it. And what tends to happen with friends, and I'm talking here about your friends who you had as a couple, and there might be other, there are usually other couples in this situation. So what tends to happen is one of two things. Firstly, your friends tend to take sides. And, you know, when you think about the friends that you've got at the moment, you might start to think, it might be a good idea to start thinking, well, I wonder whose side they would take. But so... One of the things that's going to happen, they are going to take sides. They're going to favour one of you over the other. Now, that doesn't mean they're necessarily going to badmouth you, but they're going to have more of a connection with either you or your spouse. So they're, so in a situation where you're no longer together, they're naturally going to want to socialise with one or, t one or other of you. So you're going to lose probably some friends that way. But the other reason I've, I've seen why people stop becoming friends is that there's a different dynamic. Instead of relating to you as a couple, now they're relating to you as a single person. And that might not be what they feel comfortable, particularly subconsciously. It might be not what, not what they feel comfortable doing. They want to, you know, they're used to mixing with you as a couple, and they just can't quite relate to you as a single person. So, and in fact, this sounds a little bit odd, but it's very, very true. It's on a subconscious level for a lot of people, they don't like to mix with a single person because they can subconsciously feel a bit threatened in their own marriage. So, for instance, if you're a, if you're a guy, you might have friends who are a couple. Now, it's not beyond the realm of reason, and this often happens that the husband of the couple would feel threatened by inviting you and so around and socializing with you because he think he might think that you might get interested in his wife or she might get interested in you 
and let's face it, that does happen. It does happen. So that's one of the reasons I think people, you know, they, they feel a little bit threatened in their relationship when they're dealing with you as a single person. Because now you presumably, for most people, unless you're going straight off to be in a relationship with someone else, you know, you are a single person again. And there's another reason why people stop um, keeping in touch with their friends once they've been through a divorce, and that is they don't really, or they they don't want to get involved in any emotional conflict that might be going on between you and your ex. And even if they don't necessarily see that there's any, you know, they 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 just don't want to get bound up in any divided loyalty or, you know, having to talk about the other person with you or or whatever. So all of that you know, means potential conflict, and a lot of people just would rather avoid that, and so they just stop being friends with people. And when I say stop being friends with people, you know, you, you literally are going to find, probably, there are people who just stop talking to you, and just don't be in touch. So you need to be prepared for that. And not just your friends, but your work colleagues, their attitude towards you could well change too, so you need to be prepared for that. So maybe it's a good idea to write down, think through who are the friends you have and consider what impact a divorce might have on you. And also be aware that no matter what you think, there's probably going to be some quite unexpected things that go on in your social life. So just be prepared for that as well. Okay, so we've been through a, f a few things here and I'm, what I'm really hoping is that if you are considering a separation or ending your marriage, that these things are going to help you make a more informed decision. You know, I, I see too many people who think divorce is the easy way out, and, and it's because they haven't th realized all of these different things. And when they've become separated and it's too late, they often have deep regrets and wish they'd just, just done a bit more to try and save their marriage because they didn't realize how life-wrenching it actually is and what a huge uh, negative it really was for their life. So... If you're really considering ending your marriage, no matter what emotional space you're in, I really hope you'll consider all of this information. And the other thing I'll hope you do is, you know, maybe just look for a little bit more information. Maybe just try something else. Just believe, you know, even if you've got to the point of, of you've absolutely had it, just believe that, you know, maybe there's a solution. Think back to the early days of your marriage your relationship and the good times and think, you know, is it a possibility that I could recreate those? And really ask yourself the question, do I really want to end my marriage, really? Or am I just so emotionally tired of my situation at the moment that I just don't have the energy to fix things anymore? So if it is the latter, I, I encourage you, you know, just don't give up. It's not the time to make the sort of decision when you're emotionally um, tired. It, it only takes a little bit to turn things around. I've, I've seen this as well. And I hope with the information I can share with you, you're going to find ways to be able to turn it around. Some of the ways I want to help you are you can listen to any of the podcast episodes, of course, in our podcast series. I also have a free report on five ways or five key things to do to save your marriage now. And that's on the website at growinginloveforlife.com. And if you want a little bit more, I also do some private coaching and you can contact me by email and I can give you some details on that. And that's it. Just email me at liam at growinginloveforlife.com. So that's all for this episode. I hope you found it useful. 
and I hope that it gives you a lot to think about about this big decision on whether or not you should end your marriage. So that's all for, the, for now and we'll talk to you next time. Bye.